0: The student ministry podcast you're about to hear is a sermon preached by Dr. John Getch at the 2010 West Coast Baptist Youth Conference. Dr. Getch is the executive vice president of West Coast Baptist College in Lancaster, California, and we hope this message is a blessing to you. For more sermon resources, please visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. Several years ago, I was driving along on the highway, and it always interests me what people put on their license plates. I kind of enjoy the subtle messages that are contained on those vanity plates. Sometimes my slow mind doesn't pick them up quite as rapidly as they probably should be discovered. Sometimes it takes a little while to decipher the letters and the numbers that go together to create the message. One day as I was driving, a car eased up alongside of me. It was a um, unusual car. Kind of a metallic green paint job. Large white wall tires with fancy rims. The hood of the car had a pair of Texas Longhorns protruding forward. As the car came up alongside, I noticed there were several items dangling from the rear view mirror. But my eye was drawn to the driver. Rather unusual looking large man with a 10 gallon cowboy hat on his head. Sunglasses over his eyes had a big cigar in his mouth. He had one hand up on the steering wheel and the other hand up on the seat beside him and looked like he had a ring on every finger and on his thumbs. He kind of glanced over my way and cruised on by. I thought, wow. When he got past me, I couldn't help but notice his license plate. It had three letters. G O d god lady came up to me in a revival meeting she said brother Gads, my husband and i are divorced my husband is not saved and we had a lot of problems my teenage daughter lives with me and occasionally she likes to call her dad and talk to him and i don't mind giving her permission Recently she asked if she could call and she called the house where my ex-husband lives and he wasn't there. His phone answering machine came on and it said, Hello, this is God. I'm sorry I'm not in right now. I'm out doing a miracle. Please leave your message after the tone. Who is God? Who is God? If I were to ask you to take out a piece of paper right now and a writing instrument, and I were to ask you on that piece of paper to take a moment and write two or three sentences and define God, what would you write? I'll give you a few minutes. How would you define God? Now, when you get that finished... Look at what you wrote, and then ask yourself, does God believe in my God? Does God believe in my God? There are some very strange ideas today, young people, about who God is. And you know why that is? It's because we've gotten away from this book. You see, teenager, God is not who I think he is. God is not who you think he is. He's not who some church believes he is. We meet God in this book. And the Bible says if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no wisdom in them. Young person, if you're getting answers to your spiritual questions from someplace other than the Bible, you have the wrong answer. Jeremiah 8 and verse 9, the prophet said, The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Lo, they have rejected the word of the Lord. And what wisdom is in them? We do not understand God in our society any longer because we have gotten away from the word of God. And in this conference, we want to pull you back to the scripture. We want to pull you back to the word of God, the authority of God. And we want you to see who this great God is. And we want you to understand that that God loves you and he has an interest in your life. He has a plan for your life. He wants to use you through his power to do some great things. I want you to see briefly tonight three aspects of God from Isaiah chapter 40. I want you to see first of all that God is above all. He's above all. Look at verse number 12. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted out heaven with a span and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who hath directed the spirit of the Lord or being his counselor hath taught him? With whom took he counsel and who instructed him and taught him in the path of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket. And are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing, and Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beasts thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing. They are counted to him less than nothing, and vanity. To whom then will you liken God, Or what likeness will you compare unto him? the workman melteth a graven image, and the goldsmith spreadeth it over with gold, and casteth silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he hath no oblation chooses a tree that will not rot. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Have ye not known? Have ye not heard? Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in, that bringeth the princes to nothing. He maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted. Yea, they shall not be sown. Yea, their stocks shall not take root in the earth. And he shall also blow upon them, and they shall wither, and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. To whom then? Will ye liken me? Or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their hosts by number, he calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Young people, God is above all. Man thinks he's something. Man thinks he's special. Man thinks, look how smart we are. Look how brilliant we've become. Look at our intellectualism. Look at our scholasticism. Look at our abilities, our personalities. We look at ourselves, and we think we're pretty big. But God is above all. In about 1960, when I was just a kid... I remember when the Russian cosmonauts went up into space. First time man had ever gone up into space. And they were up there for a couple of days and they orbited the earth a few times. When they came back, they said, there is no God. We were up there. We looked for him. We didn't see him. There is no God. Now I remember as a kid thinking about that. And I thought, just because you didn't see him, doesn't mean he wasn't there. We, we think we're so smart. We think we're so big. We think we're so powerful. God is above all. I, I remember a few years ago, I, I admired the way Larry Bird could play basketball. I know that's an old name. That's back in the Old Testament for you guys. but. But I I admired how Larry Bird could just just control a game. He had a tremendous shot. and, And I admired his basketball ability. But I was disappointed one day when they were interviewing Mr. Bird. And he said, when I'm on, when I'm playing my game, Jesus Christ couldn't stop me. And I thought, Mr. Bird, you're a great player. You've been given some awesome ability and you have labored to sharpen your skills But God could stop you anytime he wants to. God has created everything we see. He's above all. He's the creator of all. In six days the Lord God made the heavens and the earth. I know it is so of a truth, but how can a man be just with God? If he contend with him, he cannot answer him one in a thousand. Who hath hardened himself against him and hath prospered? which removeth the mountains, and they know not, which overturneth them in his anger, which shaketh the earth out of her place, and the pillars thereof tremble, which calleth Arcturus and Orion and Pallades, and the chambers of the south, which doeth great things past finding out, yea, in wonders without number. Job said, Ask now the beasts, and they'll tell thee. Speak to the earth, it'll teach thee. The fishes of the sea shall declare unto thee. Yea, who knoweth not that in all these the hand of the Lord hath wrought this, in whose hand is the soul of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind all oh, young people there is none holy as the lord for there's none beside thee neither is there any rock like our god talk no more so exceeding proudly let not arrogance go out of your mouth for the lord is a god of knowledge and by him our actions weighed the bows of the mighty are broken they that stumbled are girded with strength They that were full have hired out themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased. For the barren hath borne seven, and she that hath many children is waxed feeble. For the Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up again. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth up. He raiseth the poor out of the dust, and lifteth up the beggar out of the dunghill, to set them among princes, that they may inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. He has set the worlds upon them. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them, until they be destroyed. For by strength shall no man prevail. God is the creator of all. God is the uh, owner of this universe tonight. He realized that the solar system that you and I live in tonight is six billion miles across. We live in a galaxy called the Milky Way. No one knows where it got that name. I think it was when the cow jumped over the moon. (laughs) That's when they named it. But science tells us that if you could step back and look at our galaxy from a distance. It would look like a giant bowl or a giant dish. If you could get on one end of this galaxy called the Milky Way tonight, and if you had the ability to travel at the speed of light, which is 186,282 miles per second, that's moving. If you could travel 186,282 miles per second, it would take you 100,000 years to cross the galaxy called the Milky Way. We have no idea how many other galaxies are out there. Science has estimated that perhaps as many as 40 sextillion solar systems, as many as 1,480,000 million 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 planets and satellites in space... Our Earth is twenty-five thousand miles in circumference. It's twenty-five thousand miles around this planet. The Sun is one million three hundred thousand times bigger than the Earth. The nearest star to us tonight is twenty-three trillion miles away. If you could travel to that star, take with you the world's most powerful telescope, and when you got to the star, set it up on the on the star and pointed it back toward the Earth you wouldn't be able to see the earth because we don't have a telescope that powerful. The supernova recently discovered has 10 septillion. Now we're getting into the big numbers. That's a 10 with 24 zeros after it. The supernova has 10 septillion times more energy in it than the hydrogen bomb. David was right he said the heavens declare the glory of god Amen. the firmament showeth his handiwork day unto day uttereth speech night unto night showeth knowledge there's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard their lines go out to the ends of the earth their words to the ends of the world did you see what isaiah taught us here in verse 15 he said behold the nations are as a drop of a bucket they are counted as the small dust of the balance in verse 17 all nations before him are as nothing they are counted him less then nothing and vanity. You take all the nations in the world tonight, the superpowers, the United States and China and Russia, the superpowers. You take the medium sized nations. You take the little tiny nations. And God says, you put them all over here on this side of the balance scale. And you put me over here and those nations together combined with all of their intelligence, all of their military might, all of their resources. He said next to me, they are below zero. Less than nothing. So where does that put me? Well, verse 22 says the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. Folks, we're not as big as we think. God is above all. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, and the mountain of his holiness... Beautiful for situations. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. The sides of the north, the city of that great king. Oh, I love what Jeremiah said in chapter 10 and verse 10. The Lord is the true God. He's the living God, and he is an everlasting king. God tonight is above all, but I want you to see secondly. God is aware of all. Now, when you think about God, and you think about how big he is, how powerful, how magnificent How incomparable God is to us. Your mind begins to tell you that he doesn't care about you. You're thinking, so here I am a teenager at a youth conference. In the middle of a desert in Southern California. I'm sitting in the balcony or the back row in the corner. God didn't care about me. The young person you're wrong. Look at verse 27. He says, Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. When you think about creation, we've tried to do it a little bit tonight. When you think about creation, it's obvious the big things, the the, the super, almost unbelievable things that God has created. But when you think about creation, you also have to think about the details, the minute specifics. In your science classes, you've studied the atom. The atom is that which makes up matter. Now, I'm told that you can't even see an atom under a telescope. All you see is the shadow of the atom, the reflection of the atom. It's so small you can't see it. In fact, I'm told that if you take 100,000 atoms and you line them up touching each other in a line, the distance of 100,000 atoms will cross a human hair. And yet inside each one of those tiny little minute atoms is a proton, a neutron, and an electron. And guess who put them there? Detail. When you go outside later tonight, perhaps you'll look up in the sky and see the moon. The moon is a reflection of the sun. They tell us that if our moon was situated in space, 100 miles farther away from the earth, we would have no tides. And if we had no tides, we would have no seasons. And if the moon was located 100 miles closer to the earth we'd have no land. The earth would be covered with water. Details. Whenever you look at a globe, you see that it's tilted on its axis. See a globe in the library or some office, it's always tilted. You can go up and spin it and and, and there's something holding it there at that exact degree of angle. By the way, it stays at that exact degree of angle. In fact, science tells us that if, if our earth would tilt just one degree one direction we would all burn up if it would tilt just one degree the other direction we would all freeze to death our earth is tilted at an exact degree of angle in space so that life can inhabit this planet by the way remember it's hanging on nothing that thing in the library it's on a stand you go up there and spin it it it, it, it's on a stand but but the earth you're sitting on a planet that's hanging on nothing Yet it remains at that exact degree of angle. And while you're thinking about that, remember it's also spinning. Once every 24 hours, exactly once every 24 hours. And while you're thinking about that, the fact that it's tilted, hanging on nothing, spinning every 24 hours, it's also revolving around the sun. Details. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them does not fall to the ground without your heavenly Father. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, you just stop and think about that a minute. I used to read that verse, and I think, wow, God knows how many hairs are in my head. Then I thought, no, that's not what the verse says. Because I could figure that out, I could have somebody count them. It would take a while for some of us. Others, we could be done by 9-15. Some of your dads look like your mom married him for the waves. Now all that's left is the beach. <laughs> it's okay, though. I like what one fellow said. He said, this is not a bald spot. It's a solar panel. <laughs> we try to give you resources so that when you go home, you can encourage mom and dad. But the bible says not only does god know how many are in your head he has them all numbered and not just the ones up here every hair in your head your eyebrows your eyelashes your whiskers god has every hair in your head with a number on it you should be more careful i I watch teenage girls brush their hair my word i mean they sit down they take two brushes and they just and when they're done, they got this big glob of hair in their brush, and they just kind of take that, yeah. Number 2,421 was in there. Some of you take a shower, and that, that hair just goes down the bathroom drain. That's number 39. You will never get another number 39. They're all numbered. Now, you listen to me, teenager, if God has every eyebrow hair and every eyelash hair and every whisker hair and every hair on the top of your head with a number on it and God sees every bird that ever falls and God can call the stars by their names we don't even know how many there are but God can look out tonight and call them all by name if God can do all that he's aware of what's going on in your life tonight he knows who's saved in here and who's not oh you can act saved you can fool your youth pastor and you can fool your parents and you can you can play the game you can memorize the script you can play the part just like an actor but God's not mocked God knows who's saved and God knows if you're not saved you need to be saved he wants you to be saved God knows who's right with God tonight oh we can come in here and act like we love God and Sing with enthusiasm and pay attention and obey the rules. But God knows what's going on in here. Man looks on the outward appearance. But God looketh on the heart. God knows who's surrendered in here tonight. God knows who's, who's, who's rebelling against God and, and disobedient to God. God is aware of all. Thou set our iniquities before thee. Our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. Oh God, thou knowest my foolishness. My secret sins are not hid from thee. If we have forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to a strange God, will not God search this out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. Jesus said, There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. Neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. That which you have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed from the housetops. Why? Because neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are open and naked under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Young person, you have never done anything that God didn't see. You've never spoken one word that God didn't hear. You've never even had a thought that God didn't. God saw the wickedness of man that it was great upon the earth and that the imaginations of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. When God saw Noah's day, he not only saw the wicked actions, he saw the wicked thoughts. David said to Solomon, his son, Know thou the God of thy father. Serve him with a perfect heart and a willing mind. For God searcheth all the hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. Ezekiel eleven five says, I know the things that come into your mind. Every one of them. He's aware of it all, young person. You know, we might as well get honest this week. We might as well just say, Lord, have liberty. Take over. You already know it all anyway. You know where I hurt. You know why I cry. You know my concerns. You know my sin. You know my thoughts, my dreams, my attitudes. God, you're aware of all. But I want you to see lastly, not only is God above all, and not only is God aware of all, but thirdly, God is able to do all. Oh, I love verses 29 through 31. He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Young person, don't lose sight of it. Don't get so involved with the now and now that you lose sight of the fact of who God is and that God can do all. I love the way Jeremiah put it in chapter 32 and verse 17. Our Lord God. Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and thy stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Abraham wondered how he could have a son at the age of 99. His wife was 90. And God had promised them a son, and he renews that covenant there in Genesis chapter 18. And Abraham and Sarah, they laugh. They're past the age of bearing children. It's impossible humanly. But God says in verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? And I love chapter 21 and verse 1. The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. And Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son at the set time of which God had spoken unto him. You see, with men, young people, it's impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. You're not too hard to get saved. You're not too far gone to get saved. You're not a hopeless case tonight, teenager. No matter what anybody has said to you in the past, no matter what you've experienced, no matter what your background, no matter what's happened in your life, God loves you and God can save you tonight. He is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for you. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but is suffering to us. we not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. I can say on the authority of that book that it's God's will that you get saved. And I believe it's God's will you get saved tonight. Because God said, Behold, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. God can save you. Hey, teenager, God can help you to confess sin. There's no sin God can't forgive. I know what the devil's telling you. You've messed up. You're broken. You're no good. You're used. You're secondhand. That's the lie the devil tells you. But that book just says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm glad that word all's in there. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter who your parents are, or whether you even have them. God says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Young person, God can deliver you from those temptations. I know sin is real out there. I know the world's a problem. I know your flesh is strong. But the Bible says there is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Don't you let the devil tell you that that sin habit in your life is too big to conquer. That you can't get victory. You can get victory according to that book because there's a God in heaven who has power. And young person, you can serve the Lord. You say, but I don't have any talent. God's not looking for talent. You say, I don't have a personality that... That likes to be around people. I, I just don't see how God can use me. I mean, I'm just a little seventh grader. I'm just a senior in some little high school. I'm, I'm homeschooled. Nobody even knows who I am. I, I, God could never use me. Listen. Unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think. How? According to the power that worketh in us. God has a plan for your life. And through his power, that plan can be realized for the glory of God. The Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. You hear the voice of God in your heart this week, teenager. Don't you ever doubt that what he's saying He can perform Because we have a God of power But now you're sitting Where Anna stood a moment ago And she was asked I will Or I won't I can't Or I won't Young person, because of the power of God, you can. And if you'll let God give you some help, if you'll get connected to Him, you will be able to see miracles in your life because of the power of God. I want every head bowed all over the room, balcony down below, every head bowed, every eye closed. Salvation, I can, I will, sin in my life, I can, I will, surrender, I can, I will, why? Because of the power of God. Now, you can throw the theme aside if you want to and say, I can't and I won't. But young person, it won't be because of God. It'll be because of you. Tonight, you have an opportunity to be saved if you're not saved. You have an opportunity to get something right with God tonight. You have an opportunity to get victory in your life. You have an opportunity to surrender all. It's not, I can't, because there's a Godless power. And in that power, you can and you will be able to do everything God is asking you to do. Thank you for listening to this Student Ministry 127 podcast. For more sermon resources, visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. And for information about West Coast Baptist College, visit wcbc.edu.